The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 26th of August. In your Squiz today, what went down at the G7? Protests in Hong Kong take a violent turn. A cricket loss and a basketball win. And Squiz shortcuts. This is your Squiz today. As we previewed last week, over the weekend, the G7 was held in France, a big world meeting between seven countries, the US, the UK, Canada, Japan, Italy, France and Germany. It was hosted by French President Emmanuel Macron, and he had a few things on the agenda, on his agenda. And his agenda was slightly different to America's agenda, which has been the cause of a lot of commentary over the weekend. What Emmanuel Macron wanted to focus on were things like climate change, gender and equity and the development of Africa. That, of course, is quite different to uh, Donald Trump's agenda, which is really based around the trade war with China and other global economic issues. Plenty of talk uh, as you flick through the papers today about Iran. Yeah, that also, of course, is on people's minds. Uh, Donald Trump pulled the US out of an agreement with international powers, including a lot of those sitting around the G7 table last year, uh, saying that Iran was in contravention of of that deal. But uh, Iran's foreign minister turned up overnight at Macron's invitation, and that seems to have um, confused things somewhat. The meeting's still continuing, so no... Uh, formal announcements on any agreements um, as yet. Scott Morrison was there. He's met with uh, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and also Donald Trump. Yeah, Trump meeting overnight. Not a lot yet about uh, what might have come out of that. It was an informal meeting, so nothing formal will probably be released, but we'll hear no doubt a bit about that today. Uh, He's also meeting with UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson at some point today. Uh, He's hoping to accelerate some negotiations there around post-Brexit free trade agreement with the UK. Stand by for an update on all of that tomorrow. Before we leave the G7, though, fires continue to burn in the Amazon rainforest in Brazil at a record rate. This came up at the meeting uh, with President Macron calling on leaders to help. Yeah, it did. Macron seems to have really taken this leadership role of this G7 meeting and has pushed it in some interesting directions. Uh, He raised the prospect of blocking a big trade deal that the European Union has been working on with a lot of South American countries uh, as a way of pressuring uh, President Bolsonaro from uh, Brazil uh, into protecting the Amazon. But uh, Germany and the UK both said that was a a step way too far. Uh, What we do know, though, is over the weekend, Bolsonaro has called in the military to help fight those fires. Uh, There's going to be a bit of international effort around that, but certainly a lot of concern still. There was hope that whilst there's no sign of protests letting up in Hong Kong, that they would continue to be peaceful as they were the last few weeks. However, the weekend saw some of the most violent yet. Yeah, and a police officer has also fired a live round, which is the first uh, of these protests. Water cannons were also deployed, and, and that's another disturbing first. Uh, tear gas was fired again. 29 people were arrested in anti-government protests on Saturday night. Uh, no doubt there'll be a lot of discussion in the coming days about China's uh, maybe military intervention if protests are going to continue to be violent. 
The palace has already issued a statement defending Prince Andrew against claims he knew about the activities of Jeffrey Epstein. As reports continue, the prince himself has put out a statement. It was a curious one, I thought, given the palace had, had already said something that he's put out words from himself. I don't know what's happened in the intervening week, maybe uh, a lot more pressure on him to respond directly. But uh, what he said was pretty much what had been said before, which is that um, he knew Epstein for a period of about 11 years or so, um, that he met with him maybe once or twice a year, which, of course, people pointed out that means they met perhaps up to 20 times or so. Um, also that Andrew had stayed at a number of his residents over the years. So we know a little bit more, but he still says that he didn't witness or suspect any behaviour that has been talked about a lot in the last few months and uh, that it was something that he completely rejected. Lots of to-be-continued stories today. Not this one. The third Ashes test was won last night by England. It was quite the match, Claire. was quite dramatic by the sounds of things. You watched mm. uh, a lot more of it than I did last night. How are you feeling today? I'm disappointed. <laughs> a bit tired. <laughs> tired. So that series is now level one, one all. Uh, it sounds like Ben Stokes, the English batsman, pulled off a, a miracle for the English and um, successfully chased down the team's biggest chase in history. Yeah, an amazing test match last week. They had one of their worst innings ever, England, and, and now one of their best. As you say, the series is now level with the fourth test starting on the 4th of September. Better news for the Aussies in basketball. The US men's basketball team was on a 78-game winning streak and then the Boomers beat them. Isn't that amazing? Sure is. First time we've ever done it and good signs as we head towards the Basketball World Cup starting this weekend. The last day visitors are able to climb Uluru is October 26th. One vocal advocate against the ban is Pauline Hanson. She headed there last week. She headed there and she uh, did her climb. She had some difficulty getting down. Uh, what lots. happened? She just got stuck? <laughs> got stuck, said her shoes weren't working. She uh, said it was very oh. unsafe. Um, she seemed to scoot down on a bum. Oh. Uh, yeah, that footage um, did the rounds on the weekend and she's going to uh, be featured on A Current Affair tonight. And might we recommend Googling The Wizard of Oz and clicking on the red slippers that appear on the right-hand side of the page? This is pretty cool by Google. Yeah, when you type in Wizard of Oz, it pulls up that tile on the right-hand side and when you see the red shoes, click on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think we should say much more about it. We'll leave it as a surprise. It's the 80th anniversary of the Wizard of Oz, which is why they've done this. Uh, Quick tip, to go back, click on the twister. A quick message now from our podcast partner, ComBank. Nominations are open for the 2020 Commonwealth Bank Teaching Awards. For the fourth year in a row, the awards will recognise Australian educators who are evolving their teaching practices to improve the lives of their students and their local community. They're looking for teachers that see education as inspiration and students as pure potential. If you have someone in mind, and we know there are a number of Squiz teachers out there, jump into the Squiz Today email where you'll find a link to nominate or head to teachingawards.com.au. I'll put that link in your episode notes also. Winners receive a $45,000 teaching fellowship, which includes a $25,000 project for their school. So if you know a great teacher, if you've got someone in mind, make sure you do that. Uh, The email subject line, Claire. 
Email subject line today is uh, good old BGs. That's a good start to Monday. Um, you should be dancing. And yep, like what uh, that relates to is another online sensation from the weekend. Uh, one of America's morning talk show hosts uh, had a laugh about Prince George doing ballet. Apparently, last week, uh, Prince William talked extensively about Prince George's interests, and ballet is one of them. That derision has scored quite a bit of attention on social media on the weekend, and hashtag ballet for boys was born. It's doing the rounds, that's for sure. Mm. Before we finish up, the first episode of Squeeze Shortcuts, All Going to Plan, will be released tomorrow. We're a bit excited about this. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's our new weekly podcast designed to give you the context to the big news stories. You can subscribe right now by searching for Squeeze Shortcuts in your preferred podcast app. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you listen. Enjoy your Monday and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.